Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 23rd of August, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, a financially motivated threat actor notorious for setting its sights on retail, hospitality, and entertainment industries has been observed deploying a completely new backdoor on infected systems, indicating the operators are continuously retooling their malware arsenal to avoid detection and stay under the radar. This previously undocumented malware has been dubbed Sardonic by a Romanian cybersecurity company Bitdefender, which it encountered during a forensic investigation in the wake of an unsuccessful attack carried out by the Fin8 group, directed at an as-of-yet unnamed financial institution located in the US. Said to be under active development, the Sardonic backdoor is extremely potent and has a wide range of capabilities which help the threat actor leverage new malware on the fly without updating components, according to the advisory released by Bitdefender. Since emerging on the scene in January 2016, Fin8 has leveraged a multitude of techniques such as spear phishing and malicious software, like PunchTrack and BadHatch to steal payment card data from point-of-sale or POS systems. The threat group is known for taking extended breaks in between campaigns to fine-tune its tactics and to increase the success rate of its operations. They also conduct cyber incursions primarily through living-off-the-land-style attacks, using built-in tools and interfaces like PowerShell, as well as taking advantage of legitimate services like slip.io to disguise their activity. Written in C++, Sardonic not only takes steps to establish persistence on the compromised machine, but also comes equipped with capabilities which allow it to obtain system information, execute arbitrary commands, and load and execute additional plugins, the results of which are transmitted to a remote, attacker-controlled server. If anything, this latest development is yet another sign of Finate's shift in tactics by strengthening its capabilities and malware delivery infrastructure. As part of the advisory to mitigate the risk associated with financial malware, companies are recommended to separate their POS networks from those used by employees or guests, as well as training employees to better spot phishing emails and improve email security solutions to filter out potentially suspicious attachments. Earlier in the week, a Razer Synapse zero-day vulnerability was disclosed on Twitter, allowing a user to gain Windows admin privileges simply by plugging in a Razer mouse or keyboard. Razer is a very popular computer peripherals manufacturer known for its gaming mice and keyboards. When plugging in a Razer device into Windows 10 or Windows 11, the operating system will automatically download and begin installing the Razer Synapse software on the affected machine. Razer Synapse is software designed to allow users to configure their hardware devices, set up macros, map buttons, etc. Razer claims that their Razer Synapse software is used by over 100 million users worldwide. Security researcher John Hatt discovered a zero-day vulnerability in the plug-and-play Razer Synapse installation, which allows users to gain system privileges on a Windows device rather quickly. System privileges are the highest user rights available in Windows and allow someone to perform any command on that operating system. Essentially, if a user gains system privileges in Windows, they obtain complete control over the system and can install whatever they want, including malware. After initially not receiving a response from Razer, John Hatt disclosed the zero-day vulnerability on Twitter and explained how the bug works with a short video. It reportedly takes around two minutes to gain system privileges in Windows 10 after plugging in a Razer mouse. Though it should be noted that this is a strictly local privilege escalation or LPE vulnerability, meaning that you do need to have a Razer device and physical access to the machine to leverage it. With that being said, the bug is so easy to exploit as you just need to spend $20 on Amazon for a Razer mouse and plug it into Windows 10 to become an admin. The infection chain is relatively short and simple. Upon plugging a Razer device into Windows 10, 
the operating system automatically downloads and installs the driver and Razer Synapse software. Since the Razer Installer.exe executable was launched via a Windows process running with system privileges, the Razer Installation program also gains system-level privileges. When the software is installed, the setup wizard allows you to specify the folder in which you wish to install it. The ability to select the installation folder is where everything goes wrong. When you change the location of your folder, a Choose a Folder dialog box will appear, and at this point you can press Shift and right-click on the dialog, prompting you to open a PowerShell window here, which will open a PowerShell prompt in the folder shown in the dialog, and as this PowerShell prompt is being launched by a process with system privileges, the prompt itself will inherit those same privileges. Similar bugs are likely to be found in other software installed by the Windows plug-and-play process. In fact, shortly after this was announced, the official app for installing SteelSeries devices on Windows 10 was discovered to be also exploitable to obtain administrator rights. In this instance, leveraging the bug is possible during the device setup process using a link in the license agreement screen, which is opened with system privileges. Needless to say, with the problem being this widespread and this easily exploitable, this will probably require a Windows-level change as to how plug-and-play devices of this nature are handled in the future. Last Saturday, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, issued an urgent warning that threat actors are actively exploiting three Microsoft Exchange vulnerabilities, CVE 2021-34473, and 31207. These vulnerabilities can be chained together to remotely execute arbitrary code on a vulnerable machine. This set of exchange vulnerabilities is often grouped under the name Proxy Shell. Fixes were, however, available in the May 2021 updates issued by Microsoft, to be more precise, the first two being patched in April and the last CVE being patched in May. Simply explained, these three vulnerabilities can be chained together to allow a remote attacker to run code on the unpatched server in question. Reports have shown that Proxy Shell has been used to take over some 2,000 Microsoft Exchange mail servers in just two days. This can only happen where organizations use the on-premise version of Exchange, and the system administrators have not yet installed the April and May patches. There are a number of reasons why patching is difficult and often slow. The high number is, however, very surprising given the noise level about Microsoft Exchange vulnerabilities has been very high since March, although it may have been somewhat muffled, by other alarm cries such as Print Nightmare, Hive Nightmare, and Petty Patam. Several researchers have pointed to a specific ransomware group named Lockfile, which combines Proxy Shell with Petty Patam. Kevin Beaumont has documented how his Exchange Honeypot detected exploitation by Proxy Shell to drop a web shell. Later, the threat actor revisited to initiate the staging of artifacts related to the Lockfile ransomware variant. Lockfile attacks have been recorded mostly in the US and Asia focusing on organizations in financial services, manufacturing, engineering, legal, business services, travel, and tourism. Symantec also pointed out in a blog post that the ransom note for the Lockfile ransomware variant is very similar to the one used by the Lockbit ransomware group, and that they reference the Conti gang in their email address. This could indicate that members of those gangs have started a new operation, or this could just be another indication of how all these gangs are connected and sharing resources and tactics. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.